You know, it's like here, this is good. It's good to come and you know hear a thought and chew on something. But there's nothing more powerful than like、uh, being in pursuit and finding things of God that have grabbed my attention. That's it's. There's nothing more productive or exciting in our journey than you know, and that is different things in in different seasons. You know, and、uh, there's just so much that's exciting. It's so cool to see Esther at church. This is so fun. It's a big deal. Welcome Esther to church. <laughs> she let a fart out just to let us all know she's present. That's good. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, yeah. We're we're、uh, we're enamored. Yeah, and it's a、uh, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing to to imagine. Esther's life. I don't know. I feel like I'm like you know, two years down the track, and just seeing like, I don't know. It was an amazing thing to see something sprout into existence. But as it starts to bloom, as life starts to bloom, I don't know. It's just kids. They're a good thing. Hey, I just yeah. I was stuck with mine for eleven hours and three little seats on an airplane, and it was the best. <laughs> it was just the best. So anyway, we we're back、uh, for for good with no more trips this year. I know we've been a bit in and out, and I'm just so grateful for yeah the release to be able to go back for a few weeks to Canada and see family and see my brother introduce Ella to all the family. It was just amazing. It was so fun. It'd been four years since we'd been back, and it was just such a joy to、um, yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't sure that I needed it. I needed to go, or that you know, I was like, "Oh, it's a good thing to go. We'll go introduce Ella to everybody." But it was just such a joy to, yeah, be back with Canadian family and do the do the tour with Ella and go do a whole bunch of fun things from my childhood with her, and it, it was super fun. And we had a great week in Hawaii, just chilling out on our way back. Just you know, all the things you can imagine that was sitting by the pool and you know, chilling out. And so we feel. A little bit jet lagged and Leila's sick, so she's not here. She was super bummed that she wasn't going to be able to come today, but she's on Zoom, I think, somewhere. But、um, yeah, we're excited to be back. We feel like there's, you know, some great things ahead. You know, we move into a new house in a few weeks. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Let's, you know, pray that one home, and、uh, you know, pray for us for the neighbors that move in shortly after us. I think, you know, I don't know what I did wrong in my life, but I'm,、uh, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. We're super stoked. I got. I I gotta be more honest. Now、nah, we're we're excited for the season that's ahead, and yeah, I think you know the question at the beginning, like what has your attention, and you know, what are you learning, and what God's doing. I think that things that have my attention at the moment are just like,、um, as long as this serves you, everything else can just fall away. It just doesn't matter. You know, I think that's what's really captured. My heart, and it's it's dangerous when the person you're most in life with is kind of like growing in the same thing. And for Leela and I, the thing that just feels like it's growing is like nothing matters except Jesus. Like let's just let Him be served with the rest of our days, with the entirety of our beings, to the best of our ability. Let's let our breath and our life and our existence and our oomph, the mojo that we have to offer, let it, let's just let it serve Him. Whatever that would, what whatever that means, however small that is, however insignificant that is, however obscure that is, 
or however you know grandiose it is this without expectation without it needing to it's just like god if it would serve you we would want to be there wherever there is and yeah and we just have such conviction that that's here that's in the things we're in it's with the people we're in it with and yeah i think you know we we've had some great truths in church over the last few weeks i've been catching them on podcast and we had um you know curtis with sorry i got a face id there we go i um yeah we had curtis sort of a few weeks back talking about a big yes like moments in life where you you say a big yes and it sets your life on a direction and i thought oh yeah that's yeah i can find that in my life i can find that in my story and you know like there's these cross crossroad moments that are like yeah, a big yes set a path in motion and it's hard to get off that path you know i think i think that's really true and um yeah i find myself in that in that story and we had greg uh the week after that talking about um that that this is a battle there's a battle there's a, a spiritual battle that's taking place that surrounds our faith story our lives our family the good things of god that he has for us there is a battle in the mix of this and you know he, he sort of sat us in the in the the armor of god passage and yeah i had some thoughts in the in the mix of that that really blessed me greg and i i really appreciated that um that truth in that week and and then last week james uh talking about um being refined and it doesn't have to be easy to be good that the hard things are producing a good thing but the thing that stuck out to me and i'll just i'll just cherry pick it because it's it's you know i've um i've got the camera so but um yeah i you said um oh it's it's not the good thing that i'm holding on to you know you were talking about like what you were pursuing and like that you were finding this permission in God that you could just um, let it be what it is and that some of what it is is hard and some of what you're pursuing was sitting outside of a challenge that you found yourself in or or the hardship or the difficulty or the, the you know, and it's like there's something you were holding on to in the mix of that that was making that a really competing desire. This is what I heard in the things that you were sharing. And you, know, you were sharing that God was saying to you that, um, the thing that you're holding on to that competes with the purpose of where you are uh, isn't the good thing anyway, and it's okay to let that go, whether that's a vision for life or whether that's an expectation or whether that's an outcome or whatever that is. It's like, hey, it's okay to put that down because that's not the good thing. Actually, what I have for you is the good thing, even if it's a hard thing, even if it's an unsatisfying thing, even if it's a difficult thing. It, it can be the good thing. And I really appreciated that. And, and, and I, you, you had said that to me uh, before I'd left, you were talking about that, that you'd had this experience with God and he was sort of sharing this with you and it moved me then. And then it moved me again when you shared it last week. And yeah, I think the things that I have to, to share this week are kind of a culmination of all three of those, you know, that there is a big yes, that there is a battle and that sometimes the thing that we're holding on to isn't necessarily the good thing. That's kind of the last three weeks. And if you take those and bundle them up together, it probably encapsulates some of the thoughts I feel have been on my heart to share this morning around um, protection. And I guess I want to kick the thought off by letting us reflect on that for a minute from a personal perspective um, with the question, you know, what are we protecting? Or, 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 or personally, what are you protecting? 
what in your life are you protecting? You know, and I guess in, in James's words, that's what are you holding on to would be another way of saying that. But it's like, what are you protecting? And when you think about protecting something in your life, we're, we're all giving energy to this in some way, shape or form. And protection is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. You know, I look at uh, Esther here and I go, this is a life to protect. And that's a mom and a dad's job. That's the, the gift that we are given as parents is, is protection. And you know, what we love, we protect. What we value, we protect. And it reveals something to us when we start to think about what is it that I'm protecting? And so I, I want to take a minute and just sit in that together in our rooms. So we'll just, we'll throw it out for 10 minutes just to kind of bounce around some reflections on that together. And it's not because we need an answer to this. It's just because it's going to help us to see, you know, and I think, you know, you might need a quiet minute to stop and just reflect on that and go, okay, well, what am I protecting? You know, and I, I hesitate even to give examples. Um, you know, I think let's just, let's just throw it out for 10 minutes to groups and Curtis will check a timer up and then we'll come back together. But what is it, what are we protecting? What are you protecting? And let's just share about that for a minute if that's all right. Yeah, well, just some, some deep thoughts. Hopefully I'm not interrupting your room discussions, but I um, yeah, I really appreciate the things, you know, the variety of things that are sort of shared here, I think, I think even nailing it down to one thing can be difficult. You know, there's probably a hierarchy of things in some regards. And, you know, I think in my own life, like some of the things that I'm protecting are really righteous, you know, like I've fought to protect um, space to connect with Jesus in a busy life for a demanding world, you know, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But I think I also like want to protect myself from failure or from disappointment. I want to protect a sense of security, you know, and I think sometimes when those things push up in my hierarchy, uh, they become detractions. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, I made a list of things that are like, what, what kind of things could I imagine myself protecting, you know, reputation or my appearance before people financial security, maybe I protect a lifestyle, family, freedom, maybe like a geography, like maybe I'm like, you know, protecting like a space, like this is where I live, this is protected, like I am a peninsula bound person. And that's the deal, you know, like, at one point in my life, that was like, I'm a Calgary guy, and I will live near my family. End of story. That's protected space. That was like, a, you know, I think, you know, maybe we protect our sense of power or our sense of control at times, our right to those things, which we have, we've been given. You know, maybe we protect certain relationships or past realities. Maybe we protect a dream or a vision for life or an emotional reality. And maybe we protect the purposes of God or the promises that we've been given. Or maybe we protect a calling that we know is on our life. Maybe we protect a, a gift that, you know, God's bestowed to your life. Maybe we protect our faith or our connection to God. Like, you know, but I think the truth of the matter is, is I find myself like, like, I, f I feel like this is almost an innate space. It's not like I got up in the morning and I decided I was going to protect this. It's like, actually, my value system has produced something that is protecting something. 
You know, and I think sometimes what I choose to protect keeps God out. You know, God's a very powerful idea, if, if nothing more. You know, that can be so threatening. You know, like I think we've all, you know, talked often about, oh, don't say the one thing that you wouldn't do because God will make you do it. He'll take his power and he'll push you towards the thing you don't want. I view that a little bit differently, you know. I think like God disrupts our independent ability to think we know what's best by taking us to what we thought would be worst and discovering that it isn't and he's displacing me in that you know and it's like but i'll protect myself from a god who knows who sees past the best and you know i think that that's a that's a place i don't want to be you know but i think we have i think i have been given something that if i don't protect it it will be lost you know, I think this is the, the message that Greg was speaking, that there is a battle. And when you set your life upon the things of the Spirit of God and the presence of God in your life, there is an enemy to that who will come for it. Like, just, just full stop, end of story. And he doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. It's like, and if I, if I refuse to protect what God has accomplished in my life, what he's given to me, what he's afforded to me, what he's revealed to me, there is a thief who wants to come and disrupt it and steal it. We see this in the story of God all the time. I mean, look at the people of Israel. They had uh, miracle after miracle after miracle in leaving Egypt of a God who was setting them free. But they didn't protect what they'd been given. And it wasn't long before they turned their backs on God completely. And, and I look at it and I go, how could that happen? But then I look at my own life and I go, well, I'm, I'm constantly asking God to convince me again of what he's already convinced me of. Like, where'd that go? Where did that faith-filled confidence go? Where did, where did what he had established already, you know, and it's like, if I keep asking him to accomplish the same thing, to prove the same thing, to establish the same thing, I'm, I'm never going to get past that. You know, it's like, okay, I got to start protecting what God's accomplished, who he is, who he's revealed himself as, the spiritual truth that has been afforded to me, the revelation that's come, the promise that's come, you know? And look, I, I know we're not all living with this thunderous promise in life that says this is going to be, but maybe you have something. I'll give you an example. You know, Ella was a promise in our life, and we know that. And I tried to put over 10 years, you know, we sort of were waiting. And over that 10 years, there were four significant times where I really tried to put it down. And go, okay, it's just okay if we don't have kids. You know, where, where, where it was just like, I'm just going to let this go and I'm going to begin to imagine life without this. And it was like each time God came and said, don't you dare. I'm so grateful for that. A God who helped me protect a promise and hold on to it. And, and I felt foolish for holding on to it. You know, I'll never forget 40th birthday, standing out by the fire. Lani and family showed up first. She comes out to the fire. It's just her and I there. And she goes, I don't know if it's okay to ask this or not, but do you think he's still going to have kids? And it was like, okay, now's, now's my choice. Do I protect this promise and declare it with confidence? Yes, we are. And that's why I said, but I don't want you to get hurt if that doesn't happen, you know? And it's like, well, it did, you know? God gives us things that if we don't protect them, they'll fall to the ground and fall away and get stolen. And there's a piece of a piece of our faith that's under siege and a world that just wants to rip it from us and a story that we're surrounded by that tells us we can't trust God. We can't believe in something beyond what we can accomplish ourselves or you need to go after this. Or you need 
need to do that or you know and it's like okay well what if we became a people who started to protect the faith story that god's building among us what if like the the embers of the fire of the spirit that are burning in us became the thing that we protected most what if they became the thing that we fostered most? It's like, I don't care if I don't have the income I thought I would have. I don't care if the relationships that I wanted once fell away. I don't care if my reputation is thwarted. I don't care if the world thinks I'm a chump. It's like, as long as this fire burns, as long as this fire grows, I'll protect it. You know, let's read a couple of verses. Matthew chapter 16. Verse 24 to 27, you're going to know this verse. This is 100%. You're going to know this, right? And Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests. I mean, let's just read that a certain way. Stop protecting your own plan for life. And take up his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come. And follow me, believing and conforming to my example and living, if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. For whoever wishes to save his life in this world will eventually lose it through death. You know, whoever lives his life to protect his own existence will lose it. But whoever loses his life in this world for my sake 